The Heavy Duty Parts Report is brought to you by Find It Parts, your ultimate destination for heavy duty truck and trailer parts. Discover a vast range of parts at finditparts.com. Ready to purchase the parts discussed in today's episode? Head over to finditparts.com and get them right away. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about the heavy duty parts you buy and sell and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. What does it take to really support a fleet? How do you service them? How do you really take care of them? From the perspective of a manufacturer, what does that look like? I'm very excited to have two business leaders from ZF Wabco return to the show. Abe Aon is the general manager and business leader for After Sales Service and Support, and Colin Shaw is the North American marketing and business development leader for ZF Wabco. If you recognize their names, that's because they were on episode 53, and we are thrilled to have them back. Abe, Colin, welcome back to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Great to be back on the show, Jamie. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Jamie. Great to have you guys here. So I'm I'm really excited to talk about this because a lot of has changed actually since the last time that you guys were on the show. Maybe Abe, you could kick it off for us. Give us an overview of what's really changed with Wabco. Yeah, I mean, uh, since the last time we've talked, we were in the process of completing the acquisition from Wabco as a as a public company now to ZF Wabco. So that's now complete. We're we're folding into part of the ZF family, which is exciting. But I think really the big exciting part is we've taken the full ownership of the aftermarket. It was something that we were in the beginning of the last time we've talked. And part of that is really transforming the operation, transforming the Wabco division into what we consider to be a a customer-focused organization. And at Wabco, we say a partner in uptime. And how can we drive to be that partner in uptime? Support our fleets all the way through their ownership life cycle from the stop, start on the road, and then really when they get into the shop, at each phase of their ownership life cycle, how can Wabco support? And I would say that's a never-ending journey. It's something that we're constantly striving to improve and move forward. And so Wabco is not at a phase where I would say the journey has finished. I would say the journey has just begun where we start to move into that next phase of really supporting our customers at a high level and supporting them in their success of their business. Wow, that's really exciting to hear those changes. And I, I agree with you, that continuous improvement is really the name of the game. Colin, I'd like to understand really some of these changes that have happened. How is it impacting your ability to service fleets? As we took over the aftermarket and we knew that we had a long road ahead and really wanted to change the way we think about how we do business It really changes the mindset in the region of the employees and and how we approach business. Uh, We we came up, like Abe said, with this theme called Partner in Uptime. And we really came to market with it at HDAW this last year. And for us, is an internal commitment to our external partners of how we want to do business and what we promise to do for them. And so like Abe said, it, it starts with from the start. So how do we support fleets from the beginning? How do we deliver for them? How do we make sure we're on time with what we commit to? When they're on the road, how do we provide them the tools that they need? Do they have the training? Do they have the diagnostics? Are we connecting them to the parts that they need? And in the shop, you know, how do we make sure that they have the right parts available at the right time? How are we making sure that we have the proper distribution channels? And like Abe said, for us, it's it's a journey and we're not complete by any means. It's a target for us and something that we're working towards every day. And it allows us to think in terms of what does our customer need first? 
And that has been for us, how we see our business changing and how we want to go forward. No matter if it's with ZF, if it was just Wabco, this is from our perspective, the right thing to do for our customers is making sure that when something happens or when we commit to something, we as an organization are committed to it. And that's the promise that we are making. And we take that very serious, the promise that we're making for our customers and internally for ourselves as well. So it's important for us to make sure that our customers see this, the strides that we are making, and let them understand that, again, it's not the journey is not complete by any means. We're, we're just starting that. And so uh, I think what you'll see is how we are approaching the service industry and some of the things we want to create. We are trying to create a, a differentiated way of going about uh, making sure that our customers do have the right uptime and the right support that they need. Before you can solve a problem, you have to kind of fully understand it. And so when we think about the economic impact of downtime on a fleet, and we think about how that negatively impacts their business, walk me through the thought process of how you, first of all, formulated that approach, and then what were the first steps to be able to try to assist in ensuring that downtime was minimized and you became an uptime partner? Yeah, that's that's a great question. There's been a number of things along the way that have really, as an organization, made this something that's important to us. A couple of of ones that come to mind is uh, we have this thing every year called Quality Days. And bringing in fleets and bringing in partners that describe to us from their perspective what happens when they have a truck down. And, And their perspective is things are going to happen. That's the nature of our business. The trucks that are in our industry are in harsh environments all the time. It's how we react to that. Uh, What we have really taken to heart is how do we react and how do we anticipate those problems to help mitigate them? As a result of that, one thing we've done is we have access to what we call a truck down map. And every person in our region can log on to our internal portal and see what's happening in the market, what trucks are down, where do we need help, and how are we helping the customers and what's our our time to react. So these are the kind of tools and things that we're creating and, and working towards to First, bring the visibility of what's happening in our market and bringing that visibility, making sure everybody's aware of it and then reacting on it and doing what we need to. The next step is going to be, and something we're already working on, is how do we better anticipate these? Once we have these issues, how do we bring them back and reintroduce them to, say, engineering quality to make sure that we're taking what our customers are saying, things they're experiencing, and bringing them back into our process of continuous improvement. So Abe, when it comes to identifying where vehicles are down, is this something that fleets have to enroll in with your company? Like, how does that work? So the way we would do it is we have a couple ways of listening or hearing from the field. Uh, one, we have interaction with our OEM partners, right? So we're able to understand where the major issues are on that side. The other thing is we have the technical call center. So the customer care center that we have for Wabco, a customer will call us up and inform us that they have an issue and that they're working with a service center to be able to resolve that. And then that gets input into our truck down map. And so we're, we're taking multiple points and that gives an identification, as Colin said, I mean, you can go on our intranet, everyone has availability to it and understands here's where all of the vehicles are that we know of. I mean, certainly there could be a few out there that we don't, but uh, we, we use those as our inputs. And Colin, how does that real world data impact the decisions that you make going forward as you gain that analytics and that information? Yeah, I mean, it it really for us helps us to get better every day and get quicker, give the feedback from the field back to our engineering quality team, and overall gives more visibility to our end customer for 
everybody in the organization from finance to purchasing to marketing, it raises that level of awareness to the end customer. And that's, if you were to enter our building, you know, we have a semi a truck parked right in our lobby. It's about elevating the customer for everybody in the organization, no matter where you're at. So you're thinking about it. And that's why what we've done with this partner and uptime perspective is helping to elevate the perspective of the customer and the things that we're doing on each step of the way, whether it's retrofits, training, diagnostics, all these things are, are there to help elevate the perspective of the customer to make sure that uh, we're responding to their needs as this industry is, is really going through a lot of change right now, whether it's driver turnover, new people coming into the industry, greater levels of connectivity, things like that. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin. We've been speaking with Abe and Colin from ZF Wabco. We're talking about supporting fleets and being able to do that from a kind of a multi-tiered approach and really encompassing that in ZF Wabco's business model going forward as things have changed since the last time we had them on the show. Abe, I'm kind of curious from your perspective, when it comes to the aftermarket, when it comes to supporting fleets and through sales channel and things like that, how has this adjustment in focus impacted the way that the sales and marketing people are working with the actual people using the products you manufacture? That's a really good question. It really it is a transformation from uh, where we were at prior. I mean, we were kind of one step removed, well, two steps removed from our customers because we had our distribution partner and then we had a distribution partner that was part of that and then we had our end customers. And now we've kind of had a, um, a leapfrog and we work with our distribution partners and ultimately our end customers who are our fleets and have communication directly with them through our, our fleet sales team. And so it has changed the way that we approach the market. It's a further understanding of service being the longer relationship that we have with that truck owner or that asset owner and understanding that that really makes a big impact on their overall buying decision for their next asset and also how their ultimate experience is with us as a company and the interaction. And certainly I would say we've had challenges in, in the last couple of months and you know, getting this off the ground as far as from a distribution perspective has been challenging. COVID has been a big hit for us coming here, which I think it's been a pain for, for everybody here in, in the U.S. and globally. But as we look forward and we think about what we want to do and what we want to be, again, we want to be that partner and uptime to our customers. We can recognize that we have challenges and there's things that we need to do better, ultimately overcoming those issues and identifying and then resolving them. And the service side of it is is tweaking a little bit where we were at. We were a lot focused on the initial production, and now it's talking directly to our customers, not just when they first fit a product, but how they interact, how they use it, and how they repair it going forward, and how we're able to help them to speed up that repair. Sometimes from the aftermarket, I don't know who's want to say it, sometimes eliminate that repair by providing higher quality parts or better parts on the front end. And then also what they need from a service or informational perspective to ultimately be able to, to service that part. And so now I'll kind of diverge a little bit, but you have the people that use the asset. So the ones that are driving the trucks, the fleet owners, those kind of things, but you also have the service centers that need to be able to service that product so I can't just focus on a fleet, right? Because it's great that I can teach them what their product is, how to use it, where to get a part. I also have to focus on the service centers. So when that truck or that trailer comes in, they know how to service it quickly. So it's one thing to have my parts be available, which is great. It's one thing for them to be able to get parts quickly. 
but we also need to be able to diagnose the issue and repair it quickly. And being able to train those service centers and speak directly with them is a critical path to be able to do that and ultimately increase their uptime and decrease their downtime. That time to repair is so critical. And any time that we can get in shortening that is critical toward our end customers. So when it comes to fleets, I mean, obviously downtime is very important to them to minimize it. What about independent repair shops? Because I imagine they could benefit from that training as well, because not only do their fleets that they service benefit and having more uptime, but then they can move more equipment through the shop. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we look at that from total, right? So we don't look at it just from information. We look at it, what parts we release to make them easy to repair, to make them kind of first fit. So it's the same part that goes on the truck in addition to other options, and then also offer them training and what we call our service partner network. So uh, we've launched our service partner network. It's out there. We're taking applications for workshops. They can be independent workshops. We're also working through some of our OEMs. But that's a way to become a Wabco certified workshops, to be certified on Wabco products. There's also the Wabco Academy. So if you'd like to just learn about Wabco products, how to maintain them, how to diagnose issues, the Wabco Academy has also been released. You can catch it on your mobile phone now because I'm a mobile guy. So I can, I can say to myself that if it's not on mobile, it doesn't necessarily exist. I make presentations and look at Excel spreadsheets on my desktop or my laptop. But after that, everything is on mobile. So you know, these are ways that your independent repair shop can start to learn how to diagnose, how to get higher throughput. And then ultimately we have, we launched Toolbox Plus and Toolbox Plus is another way to diagnose Wabco products quickly. And in the case that you need support, we always have our customer care center. They're just a phone call away. They'll answer the phone in less than a minute. So that's really super important. So in case there are questions and they need to be able to diagnose or, or come with some technical questions, they're there also to support. So, you know, we're here to support those independent workshops and give them opportunities to, you know, improve their throughput, but also ways to be able to improve their business by working with Wabco and becoming a certified service partner. Colin, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball at you. What do you know now that maybe you didn't know when you were on the show last time? It's been a few months. You've gone through this transformation. Tell us about something that has impacted you and, and maybe relate it back to how it impacts the customers. For me, what has stood out going through COVID and talking and working with customers and, and working through growing our market is really the importance of two-way communication between us and our customers. And maybe that's because I'm in a communications role and I think about that every day. But it's really important that a two-way dialogue is open and it's not just a, a one-way street of a customer coming to us with an issue and us just taking that and, and running with it. But uh, really understanding, having empathy on both sides, and trying to figure out what's the best way to help each other out. And that's been the thing over, uh, I came from the passenger car industry, uh, which was very different. And I've been in uh, at Wabco for about three years. And, and for me, that's probably the biggest lesson is um, just listening to our customer, taking their feedback, and then reacting on it. Because most of the time, I've learned that if you do that, you're going to be successful. People just want to be heard, and they want to be validated. When our customers come to us with suggestions or comments. For me, it's important that we listen and we validate them. And I think that's what we're trying to do through what Abe just talked about in, in building training and support and having a call center that's based in our building. Where, where we all work in Auburn Hills, the call center is right there and they can come down and ask us questions. Uh, we can work directly with them. But all of these things really go to 
respond to what people have asked us for, greater training, greater access to diagnostics, but also allows us to listen and respond back and create empathy towards what our customers need and and how we can better support them. That's fantastic. So Abe, a lot has changed in your company, but really what hasn't changed when it comes to servicing vehicles? I imagine that you're still in the position where you're providing a total solution. Wabco is still Wabco, right? We're still your your single place to find information for Wabco. We still have our total lifecycle support solution, which is the partner in uptime. Again, when we look at it, you know, that hasn't changed. We're still driving towards, you know, servicing our fleets at the beginning when they start to make their purchasing decision. How do we help them with specking the right products, the best products that we feel and provide the most advantages from a wheel end perspective all the way to your advanced driver assistance systems, you know, your on guard and your on lanes and your on sides, things like that. And then also once they get on the road, how do they get service on the road and what information do they need there? Is it training on how the product works? Is it training on the diagnostic side? Is it information on where to go into the next phase, which is when it comes into the shop and looking at it from a first owner, second owner, third owner perspective, you know, we have solutions all the way across that journey. So one thing that's remained consistent, so we we have a, I think now we have a new sign on the building. It's now uh, finally uh, been done that we have new signs on the building. But ultimately what stayed the same is your contact points have stayed the same. We still have the same Wabco people and we still have the same mantra driving towards that partner and uptime and continuing through that journey and making sure that we always strive for improvement going forward. That's a good question too. So Colin, if someone has been used to dealing with, like, let's say someone from ZF or someone from Wabco, and they're working on some strategic things, has anything changed? What should they do, Colin? I would say, and that's a great question and and dovetails from what Abe uh, just discussed is, if you're working with ZF, if you're working with what traditionally has been been Wabco, continue to work with us. It's the same people, uh, your field sales, your, your field service, your call center, all of that doesn't change. You can continue working with your salesperson. Uh, You can continue working with uh, the field service group. All of that is is the same. And if you have questions about other things, if you're a Wabco customer and you have questions about a ZF product, again, keep working with your same person and we'll get you in contact with with the right one. If you're a ZF customer and you have questions about Wabco stuff, just ask that person. Um, We have the open lines of communication, but also want customers to know that you can continue working with who you're used to, and we'll get you pointed in the right direction if you have questions. It really sounds like you're focused on total support of fleets and, and of your OE customers. It's fantastic. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Abe and Colin from ZF Wabco. To learn more, go to wabco-na.com. Links are in the show notes. Abe, thank you so much for being on the show again. Thanks, Jamie. It was great. Colin, wonderful to have you back. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Jamie. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and I'd just like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile and let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash Pride 
and let the heart of the Independent Service Channel take care of your commercial equipment.